0: My blood's feeling murder right now. Like the same as the drug dealer Bullets instead of penetrate Riding on no stolen plates Did I mention my city was known for its murder rate? Live right by the capital Gangsta get the clapping folks <laughs> High off gun smoke My hood full of cutthroats oh. Going down the hill like my city was made slow Gunshots every day we don't even look nah. Eating dinner off the same kitchen Dope is cook Gotta I had eat. an appetite for money I'm hungry and can't wait It's a Golden State heavyweight Riding on no platinum plates. State the state crushing gray. Something like a winery they will try signing me on something like the dynasty. Mass at the arse, kept the skill in my rivalry. Some would chase paper, and then a stay hiding me. Bang on my way to turn a grown man, side of me. Rude boy, come test. I dare you one try with me. Got a full clip. I can empty off the side of him. Fake rappers try to invade us on my cyphering together Passing this money.
1: Hey, Mudville Podcast viewers, this is our third episode, and we want to welcome you. But before we get into our special guest with us we we want to say that we want to pray for you we have a special number right there in the screens you could call it at any time and man we were going to pray for you we want to hear from you but let's get into our speaker we have sister denise with us she's a woman in our church she's a, a, a woman of god she's been in our recovery home and, we're, and you're going to hear more about our Victory Home, but the, Denise, how about tell, tell us about it yourself.
2: Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me. You know, it's an honor to be able to come and to share what God's done in my life. Um, I'm 42 years old. I'm a resident here of Stockton, California. I've lived here my whole life, and um, I come from a background of homelessness, and uh, I was addicted to meth for quite mm. a while. So um, I'm glad to be able to be here to share what God's done in my life.
1: Yeah, you said you're, you, you've been addicted. How long were you addicted for, and what led you to that? Um, you know, I think initially it was just a, a
2: party thing. I was like, oh, I'll just do it on the weekends. You know, yeah. like uh, I, I tried meth, and it became something that I looked at as a party drug. Like I would do it on the weekends. We'd just have a good time, and then Monday I would go to work, and it would be, you know, like looking at me. You'd never know. I was really a drug addict in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, but you know, it became something that I needed in order to function and mm. I became addicted to where I had to have it every single day in order to get out of bed when I did sleep, you know, yeah. come on. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it probably was about 10 years that I was living a life of addiction and. You know struggling before god rescued me out of
1: that lifestyle did you ever try to stop on your own or was there ever a time that you seen that it affected your family and you wanted
2: yeah so um i'm a mother of three you know i have three amazing children and um, when i began to use drugs i had two of my three kids mm. and um, you know after a couple of years i did find out that i was pregnant with my third child mm. and um, it was a decision I had to make. You know, I wasn't going to continue to use drugs and be pregnant with a baby. Like that's not fair Mm -hmm. to her. So, um, I quit cold Turkey for two weeks. I detoxed. It was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. I didn't go to a program. I didn't go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I did it by myself in a dark room in my apartment and it was rough. It was hard. I was sick, but, um, I didn't touch drugs for a while after that. You know, Mm -hmm. I, had a healthy pregnancy. I had a healthy delivery. My daughter, you know, was born healthy with no setbacks, mm-hmm. no addictions, you know, anything like that. Cause I quit when I was early into my pregnancy. Yeah. And it was probably after she was about eight months old
1: mm. that
2: I got, I went back
1: mm. and
2: then it was all downhill after that.
1: Was it then that you became homeless or was it before your kids or, um, you know, it's gradual.
2: It begins, you know, it's a little, Little by little, if I would have known then what I know now, mm-hmm. I could see that, you know, God was beginning to strip me of certain things mm-hmm. because his plan was about to prevail in my life. And um, it got to where I had an, uh, a house, you know, I had a car, I had a job, I was a functioning addict. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, I was just automatically on the street, you know, yeah. I was a functioning addict and um, I began, I lost my job and mm-hmm. then I lost my car
0: and then I, I lost
2: my house And then I was living off of government assistance in a a hotel room with my girls and my uh, now husband. You know, we weren't married at the time, but living that lifestyle in a hotel, which is not the lifestyle you want for your children. And then it got to where we didn't have any money. So how are we going to pay to live in a hotel? Yeah. And, um, you know, came to a place where it's like we're going to have to sleep in our truck. And I wasn't gonna have my kids sleep. That's not what I wanted for them. I didn't yeah. want them to have to experience that. Mm-hmm. So as a mother and you know as a father, we had to make some tough decisions and um, have tough conversations with my mother-in-law and ask her if she would take my girls mm-hmm. because I didn't want them sleeping in a car.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, without hesitation, you know, she took them mm-hmm. um, so that they were safe and they were and sleeping skin. in a bed with a yeah. roof over their head. And then we began that that journey of sleeping in a truck. Mm-hmm. It was a, a rough time. We just had a single bed. Truck was a 1987 Silverado. Mm-hmm. My husband's 6'4", but he would curl up on the bed of the truck and sleep. Oh, dang. And I would sleep underneath the, the dashboard yeah. on the floor. And that's how we lived. Oh, and dang. it was winter. It was freezing. It was cold. There was no heater. Yeah. And um, that's where we found
1: ourselves. How did it affect you, like, not having your kids? Or even if you got your t- kids taken away, like how did yeah. that affect you as a mother? I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible.
2: Um, I do have my son who's from somebody else. And mm. um, that was a court battle in itself mm. where yeah. he ended up giving, uh, getting custody of my son and um, when I was deep in my addiction. And I, I uh, had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt mm. and a lot of condemnation in myself that I was like, I'm not worthy of being his mom. So I didn't fight for him like I should have initially. Mm -hmm. Um, So my relationship with him was very rocky from the time he was about seven, eight-ish until he became a teenager. Um, You know, as a mom, your first and foremost priority is your kids. But when you're stuck in an addiction, like like being addicted to meth, Mm It's not that you don't want to be a parent, mm. but it's an ugly disease. Addiction is an ugly disease. Yeah. And it keeps you trapped
1: mm. and stuck.
2: And sometimes you really just don't know how to get out of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So you said you, you kind of had like a bitter relationship with your your son, your son towards you. How about your other daughters? Um, how was their relationship with you? Um, I mean, my kids saw far more than they should have ever. You yeah. know, I, mean, I never did drugs
2: in front of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're in the, under the same roof. You yeah. know, my, your kids are you very know. smart. <laughs> yeah. They're very smart and they're aware. Mm-hmm. Even when we don't really think like, you know, oh, they don't know what's going on. No, they know. My son would tell me stories of things that he saw or he heard after I got sober and it blew my mind. And, you know, that was some things I had to deal with. You know, internal healing I had to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, my girls were like that, too. They were very, mm-hmm. um, very upset you know Mm -hmm. they didn't know why they weren't living with us they didn't understand Mm -hmm. they were young I think uh, my youngest was five at the time Mm -hmm. and then my daughter was seven and a half eight when they went to live with their grandma yeah and so they didn't they didn't get it you know Mm -hmm. they didn't understand it wasn't until they got older Mm -hmm. and my husband and I got sober and we were Mm -hmm. able to have those conversations yeah and it didn't happen overnight you know Mm -hmm. there was a lot of asking for forgiveness even though they're kids they deserve that you know yeah and sitting and having tough conversations with them letting them vent letting them say how they feel because we put them through that yeah and it wasn't easy for them either yeah and so um, in order for us to be healthy parents for our kids we had to get our head right and get our heart right and get healed of traumas and disappointments and things that led us to addiction in the first place
1: yeah so what was the first moment that you heard about God that you heard that he could change you? Yeah. When was that first moment? Um, you know I I've always
2: known uh, like there was a God. Yeah. You know even as a as a young child I can remember um you know my aunt or my great grandmother taking me to Baptist church. Mm. You know, I can remember Sunday school like that kind of thing learning yeah. John 3:16, you know, oh, like yeah. <laughs> learning the, the the typical stuff that people normally hear about church, right? Yeah. I knew God, but I didn't know God, if mm. that makes sense. I didn't yeah. have a relationship with him. And I can remember one night it was late. We had run out of gas mm. and we were walking to the gas station down Pacific Avenue and a guy walked up to us and he said, I have a card for you. He was a complete stranger. I have no idea who he was.
3: Yeah. He said,
2: I have a card for you and I've been waiting for the right person. Mm. And I was like, wow. what? <laughs> and I just looked at my boyfriend at the time. He's my husband now. And I was just yeah. like, who is this dude? I mean... You're always paranoid because when you're high, you're paranoid. Yeah, like yeah. You know, you don't know what's happening. And for whatever reason, we stopped and we listened to him mm. and tell us about how this card was going to change our life and how God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He doesn't know what we're going through, but he wants us to know that there's a way out. Yeah. I have no idea who this man was. And he Dang. gave us a track and he gave us a flyer. And it, at, at that time, I was just blown away. Like, why would he? Like, it kind of... I know now, like looking back at it, like God was setting us up. God was setting us up for what was to come. In the moment, I was just like, who is this God that you Mm -hmm. speak of, you know? Who loves me? Who is this God Mm -hmm. that loves me? Because I didn't even love myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't love myself. So to know that there's a complete stranger that's telling me how God loves me, it was like an Mm eye-opener. And it was something I marinated on for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dang, so, so you heard of God, but mm-hmm. you didn't believe it for yourself. Right. Did you ever believe that he could take away your addiction? Honestly, I thought that I was going to
2: die a drug addict. Wow. I thought that my, my conclusion of my life was I was going to die a dope fiend. Wow. I didn't know that there was a way out because I had tried to quit yeah. and got, I went back. Mm-hmm. My husband had tried to quit and went back. Yeah. And it's like I, I just knew that this is how my life was going to be until it was done yeah whether i overdosed whether i got in some chaos like whatever the whatever the outcome was going to be it was going to be something i had to do because i was an addict yeah so i had no idea that there was hope for me
1: dang at all dang that's super that like touches me like right now but what was your turning point what was the moment that you're like i'm tired of this Mm. i'm gonna try this like what was that moment so honestly i can remember back
2: in 2012 um, it was, you know, we were hitting rock bottom. It was like there, you could feel it. Like there was mm-hmm. no other way up mm. and, um, we had no money. We ran out of gas. We had no money. We had no one we could call for help. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, nothing to eat. Mm. And, uh, my husband threw his hands in the air and he said, I can't do this anymore. Wow. And he's like, I, I have to go. And yeah. I was like, what? What is he talking about? You know, I thought, okay, we're just having a fight. Yeah. He was like, I have to go. And he kissed me on my forehead. He said, I love you, but I have to go. Mm. And he turned around and he walked away. And I was like, where's he going? (laughs) What does that mean? Like, what am I going to do? And I was like, okay, I'll just give him a minute. And Mm. then he's going to come back out. Because we were actually at his mom's house in front of Mm. her yard. And he went in the house. And I was just like, well, now what? And he never came back out. And uh, the lady my mother-in-law lived with, Mm. she came outside and she was like, where can I take you? Yeah because he's going to go get help.
3: Mm. And I was
2: like, okay, well, now what? I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I called my sister and uh, she was like, just come, just come to my apartment Mm. and we'll figure it out. Because at that time, my, my family didn't want anything to do with me. I'd either stolen from them, lied to them, you know, they didn't want to see me the way that I was. I was a mess. Yeah. And um, so he actually went into the victory home for men first. Mm. Um, and I was just like, well, he's just, he's doing, you know, doing what he's got to do for himself. Yeah. And I was like, he left me. I've been with my husband since I was 16. Yeah. So I didn't know, you know, really, I, as much as I was addicted to, to drugs, I was addicted to dope. I was addicted to my husband too. Mm, it was like wherever wow. he went, I had to be there. Yeah. And I didn't know my identity aside from being with him. Mm. And so when he left, I was like, what's going to happen to me? I really didn't know what to do. And uh, he went to the Victory Home for Men. Mm. Two weeks, his blackout period, two weeks he called me. And he just sounded different. There Mm. was a tone in his voice, something I'd never heard from him before. And he was just like, what are you doing to get help? Wow. And I said, I don't have a problem. Mm. And he said, you do. And there's a place for you. And I Mm. was like, okay, well, what are you talking about? And he was like, I love you, and I want to be with you the rest of my life. But if you don't love God, I can't be with you. Wow. And I was like, who's, who's God? <laughs> like, what does God have to do with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And um, he said, my director wants to talk to you.
3: Hmm.
2: And uh, the director got on the phone, told me there was a home for me, that there was a bed waiting for me, that mm-hmm. he would pick me up and take me. And uh, I, I stood there just contemplating what to do because I really didn't have any options. I didn't have anywhere yeah. to go. Yeah, And I said, if you're not here in five minutes, don't bother to come because I'm not going to go. Yeah. And he was there in five minutes and he lived on the other side of town. So I don't know how I got there five minutes, <laughs> but he picked me up. And the whole time I was fighting it
3: mm. from the
2: car to the front door to walking in the house. Yeah. But when I walked into that Victory Home for Women, November 5th, 2012, mm. I experienced a love I have never felt mm. in my life. Yeah. By complete strangers, because they extended the love of God to my mm. to me, yeah. And um, I was broken. Mm. I was broken. I was hurt. I was helpless, and I didn't know what to do. And I needed yeah. an answer, and it was Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe you could describe to our viewers what our victory homes are, and uh, we you could kind of talk about what what they can provide. Yeah.
2: So our victory home, we do have a victory home for men and for women. It's a recovery home. To, no matter what your addiction might be, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's uh, you know you're struggling with homelessness, whether you're just living a life with no purpose, there's a home for you. It's free of charge. Mm-hmm. We don't charge any you know anybody yeah. anything to come. Um, you know it is a one-year commitment, but it's a place that if you're willing to change and you desire to change and you're tired of being
1: tired, it's the place for you. Yeah. Do you remember your first moment, your first experience with God and just that surrendering moment? Um, I can recall when I first went into the home, I cried a lot, like days
2: upon (laughs) days. And i would be like, why am I crying so much? And they would be like, don't fight it. Like that's the Lord just cleansing you. He's healing Mm -hmm. you. And um, I had a lot of burnt bridges in my life, Mm -hmm. a lot of broken relationships with my father, Mm. Um, with my mother, with my son, mm. and gradually, I don't know, I mean, it, it was God, because yeah. he began to be- mend those bridges, mm. and I began to have conversations oh. with my parents, apologizing to them, because, you know, you have to humble yourself, too, mm-hmm. acknowledge your wrongs, acknowledge the things that you've done, and that you want to work together with them on a positive, healthy relationship yeah. to move forward, mm-hmm. and it, it took time, it took mm-hmm. a lot of healing, Um, especially with mine and my son's relationship because it wasn't good I caused a lot of damage there Mm, and he was very hurt with me for Mm. a long time and as much as I wanted it right like that fix Mm. it right now God fix it Mm. I had to fast Mm. and I had to pray and I had to like dig real deep Mm. and just ask God God on your timing yeah you know let him see me the way that you've changed me Mm. because you know a lot of times our families see us the old way the way we used to be the the damaged us yeah Yeah. the damaged us and and sometimes we have to prove ourselves. yeah you know to prove ourselves that God has done a miracle in our Mm -hmm. life and we're no longer that person and uh, I remember having that conversation with him and you know having to sit there and let him say a lot of things Mm. that weren't very easy to hear. They were hurtful things, but in order for him to get healing, Mm -hmm. I had to be humble enough to listen. Yeah. And I didn't like listening in in (laughs) the old me. I didn't like to listen. It was just, you know, if you didn't say what I like to hear, I just cut you out. Yeah. But, um, God really mended that relationship. Mm -hmm. I have an amazing relationship with my son now It's good. and, uh, with my, both my daughters too, you know, Mm -hmm. with my parents. Yeah. God is a miracle when it comes to mending those relationships.
1: Yeah. So you came in a drug addict. Did God take away the addiction right away? Was it process, temptation? Mm-hmm. What was that battle like? Um, I can recall the, the night that I went into the home. It mm-hmm. was
3: an
2: evening. It was probably around 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, just being embraced by those peop- by the people that were there, the other residents, my home directors who were amazing, their children who lived there also. Yeah, And um, they led me in the prayer of salvation, you know, mm-hmm. I gave my life to God, yeah. I cried, they prayed for me, and I remember I went to sleep, and I remember waking up the next morning, I had no desire to smoke mm-hmm. meth, wow. I had no desire to go back, and I've been wow. saved 10 years, it was 10 yeah. years on the 5th, and I have never desired to go back to drugs, wow. I've never had a craving, I've Dang. never had a desire, I'm like, yeah. I just want to get high, he completely delivered me Dang. on the spot, on Wow, the spot. I went to sleep and woke up different. And i've never had like a craving for it at all
1: dang that's like a true
2: miracle super like honestly i remember (laughs) you know the way that i couldn't function unless i smoked meth i had to have it yeah in order to deal with my children in order to take a shower in order to cook in order to just be i had to have it and so to be able to say i was completely delivered on the spot truly a miracle Uh, truly a miracle
1: yeah wow that's like super like God's hand is over your life. Absolutely. Like your family, everything. So what has been the biggest challenge or battle in your walk? Um, I think sometimes, you know, people have a misconception
2: that when you give your life to God, like your life is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like when you're Christian, yeah. it's that's just so perfect. True. It's <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. And, um, that's not, that's not true. You know, mm-hmm. like you still ha- you still live life. Yeah. You, know, you still are faced with trials you're still mm. faced with tribulation you know life is life and yeah. you're going to experience you know hardships and you're going to experience loss and you're going to experience trials and you're going to experience things that you know normal everyday people experience yeah but because you have God in your life mm. you know who holds your future yeah. and you know that you this too shall pass and mm. you're going to get through it mm. and it's a lot easier to deal with hardships and and things like that You know, I lost my sister in 2016, Mm. and that was one of the hardest things I ever had to face, that Mm. I ever had to go through. That was a loss that I had never experienced, Mm. and I know because I have God in my life, I was able to get through it. Was it hard? Mm. Yes. Did I struggle? Yes. Mm. But it didn't, like, tempt me to go back. It wasn't like, this is devastating. It was devastating to me. Yeah. But I wasn't tempted to go back to the old way, to Mm. deal, because that's how I used to deal with pain in, in my past yeah I'll just get high so I forget about it mm, yeah and uh I didn't have to go that that route anymore because God carried me through it yeah it doesn't mean you're going to live a life with no pain and no suffering and mm-hmm. no trials It's just that you have somebody that's going to help you through it yeah. every step of the way
1: yeah wow like even like your sister like I bet you you really like cleaned on to God like at that time like or never what before. was like whoa how did you get through it not necessarily get through it but grief through it you
2: know um grief is hard yeah anytime that you lose anybody grief is hard and it's okay to feel and mm. it's okay you know sometimes people with their lack of knowledge or lack of knowing what to say they just, you know, they say things because they think it brings comfort, like, oh, it's you'll get over it or yeah. oh, time will heal all wounds. No, no, it, does not. it really doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. There's still a hole in my heart, mm-hmm. but God has brought me through it. Mm. I've been able to feel what I feel, feel yeah. your emotions instead of just stuffing them. I was yeah. a stuffer, mm. so I would try not to face what I felt and yeah. just stuff it, not deal with it. Mm-hmm. But God is like, no, let me let me help you. Yeah. You know, Jesus wept. So it's like why when you know when Lazarus died he wept. Yeah. He true. wept for him. And so who would we be to not weep for our loved ones when they when yeah. they pass, you yeah. know? With the hope that we're going to see them again in yeah. heaven, you know. So I was I'm I'm thankful that I had the Lord in my life to help me through that cuz it's probably the toughest thing I ever went through.
1: Yeah, I bet. I could only imagine. Like yeah. grief grief is something that's hard. Yeah. But what what are some victories that you you have had in your walk with God? Yeah. So um after I graduated home, uh, you know, I did go through the home,
2: one-year commitment, um, I was able to get married. My husband and I have oh, been together for a really long time. You guys we did celebrating
1: every... an anniversary, right? Yeah, oh, we've yeah. been
2: married nine years. It was nine years wow. um, on the second. We've been together, you know, often on 25 years. So it's we did everything a little bit backwards, but, you know, yeah. we got here. We made it. Yeah. Um, Then I was blessed with the honor to be able to be our Victory Home Women, our Victory Home for Women's director. Wow. A year after I graduated. And to be able to help women just like myself. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the biggest blessings that I've ever been able to do. Is to help women that were just like me, like my director helped me, you know, to get over addiction, to live a life and find purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband and I and my children, we did that for about three and a half, close to four years. Oh, dang. And uh, was probably one of the biggest blessings to be able to say, you know,
1: God was able to use me. So, when was the first moment, if you remember, when was the first moment that you experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Um, I can
2: recall a service that we were having. I hadn't been saved very long, probably a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of times, I, you know, hearing people speak in tongues and hearing watching people get slain in the spirit, like, was something that was new for me. Like, I had never seen that before. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't scared of it, but it was just um, something that was foreign Mm -hmm. to me. Um, And so I didn't really know why people were experiencing that. Well, what did I have to do to be able to experience Mm. that? Um, And we had a special speaker that came to our service and his wife was there also. And it was our altar call. Mm. And uh, she began to pray for me. Mm. And as she walked away she came back and she just very gently placed her hand right in front of my forehead. She never really touched me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being so just, I felt really warm and really light. And I began to speak in tongues into, uh, you know, speaking in tongues is a language that only you commune with the Lord. Like, yeah. you know, we don't know it in the, in the carnal sense. But, yeah. um, and I remember I felt light as a feather and I just fell wow. and uh, I don't, it felt like a really long time that I was laying there on the floor, speaking yeah. in tongues. I don't know how long I was laying there. It could have mm-hmm. been a minute, but it felt like an eternity. Dang. But I remember that I, I, when I got up, after, mm-hmm. I felt, you know, like uh, there's such a peace. Mm. such a peace over my life. And it was the first encounter I'd ever had where I was able to speak in tongues. Mm. And I got slain in the spirit at the same time. Dang. And it was heavy. You know, it, it was something that it's hard to put into words if you've yeah. never really experienced it other than you know I just had no control over the things that were coming out of my mm. mouth yeah but I remember when it was over I had a peace over my life
3: mm.
2: and uh, I think that was probably in the middle of, of uh, my time in the home when you know God was doing a lot of healing mm. and a lot of uh inner work within my heart within my soul dealing with things of my past yeah and i had been praying for that like breakthrough mm. to get over those things that i believe that in that encounter that i had with the holy spirit that bondages were broken in my life
1: yeah yeah so now that you're saved you experienced the holy spirit how did that affect the rest of your family did they believe you at first did they um you know even exp- and see the miracle within you did they start believing um, I think initially it was not
2: hard, but it was like, a, we'll see how long it lasts. Oh, yeah. Like, let's see if she sticks with it. Mm. Um, because, you know, I had been stuck in my addiction for a really long time. Mm. And uh, even after I graduated the home and I got married and we got our own apartment and we were living on our own and uh, no longer living under the roof of the home, you know, mm. like having to live your life by yourself with integrity and, uh, you know, continuing to serve God. It was a, well, now let's see what happens. Mm. Now let's see what, how you deal with life, Yeah. how you deal with, uh, paying your bills on time and mm. making sure your kids go to school because they hadn't done those things the right way before yeah. because of my addiction. And mm. so, um, and my, my parents had told me that. Like, well, mm. we'll we will see. We have to see it to believe it. Mm, yeah. And I would be like, not, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong, mm-hmm. but it was uh, more along the lines of, you know, well, this is the life that I live now. Wow. And even it took a while, even having them come, like I would invite them to special services, mm. you know, Easter productions. My yeah. kids were in Christmas things and they got to see for themselves mm. what my life in the church is now like Mm. what my life serving God is now like not just you know me visiting you on a weekend and you know this is me praying for my food or you know me not saying things that I used to say language I used to use that I don't use anymore yeah um you know everything about you changes your perspective your verbiage the way you act the way you handle trials the way that you present yourself the way that Mm. you act yeah it all changes yeah and so um you know, it took them a little while before mm. they were like, okay, we believe that this is really you now. Yeah. This is really the way you're going to live. Yeah. So it was definitely uh, one of those things that had to ride it out, mm. you know. Basically, I had to prove myself. Yeah. Because they knew the old me, and I wasn't mm. a good person, you know. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, wow, that's, like, super inspiring. So not only does that God save you, but he has a call upon your life. Well, what do you What are you called to do? Um. You know, I... I believe you know when I first got saved God had
2: had called myself and my husband to run a home mm-hmm. and we did that Yeah, but just because you fulfill one call doesn't mean that it ends there Yeah, right and it's the Bible life. tells us you know that as for me and my house We shall serve the mm-hmm. Lord so it doesn't just stop with us It mm-hmm. doesn't just stop with me and my husband's for my kids mm-hmm. it's for my future grandchildren and their yeah. children's children and so um, you know I do believe that my husband and I are called to get launched onto teams to help plant homes because there aren't a lot of women's homes in, the, in our outreach. Yeah. You know, we are in over 500 countries all over the world. And there's a lack of women's homes. Mm. Lots of men's homes, but yeah. not as many women's homes. And so I do believe that God has called us to, to help be a part of that. Yeah. To help plant ho- homes, whether it be here in the United States, whether it be abroad in other countries, because the need is great. Like, there's yeah. not just drugs here in Stockton or in California. Mm-hmm. It's worldwide. It's everywhere. Yeah. So I do believe that God has called us to, uh, you know, be a
1: part in that area. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. that's so amazing. I love the homes. Like, yeah. just seeing the homes and everything. So you say your family is involved. Mm-hmm. What? What is your family involved in? Maybe your children are they yeah, involved? Yeah. So uh,
2: my husband, he's uh, you know part of our um, core minister or core uh, leadership team. You know, mm-hmm. he's our head sec- head of security in our mm-hmm. church. Wow. And he's an usher. You know, he wow. takes that responsibility very Mm -hmm. serious to make sure that not just his family but his church family is safe yeah anytime they come and go from you know our church building or events that we have Mm -hmm. he's also um an armor bearer to our pastor Mm -hmm. he's very close and works very close with him yeah um i do have you know my oldest daughter she's Mm -hmm. you know involved in our gang or their third uh, wave right our god's anointed now generation and um she's a part of that as well you know Mm -hmm. she's you know, participating in specials and she's participating mm. in, you know, special services, you know, that uh, we have in our church. And my kids have practically grown in the ministry. Yeah. They've grown up. We've been here mm. 10 years. And so, you know, they were raised in this ministry. Yeah. So Dang, yeah, there's a place so... for everyone. Yeah. It's not just us, mm-hmm. our kids, you know, yeah. your, your your children have a place in the kingdom of God. Mm. Everyone, yeah. everyone has a place. Yeah,
1: little did you know, like you, you started a legacy. Yeah. Like now you're your grandchildren. Yeah. Could see like the faithfulness of God. Yeah, absolutely. And could never experience what you guys have experienced too. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you could tell your younger self anything, what would you tell your younger self?
2: Hmm. Wow, that's a good one. I would probably tell myself, "You're worth it." Mm. I struggled a lot with knowing my value yeah. as a as an individual. Mm. You know, we all have titles, right? Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, um, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. Yeah. But just knowing that I'm worth it, knowing that you're worth it, that you're worth that extra chance. Yeah. God and God loves you, and he he has a plan and a purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. And even in the midst of darkness.
3: Mm -hmm. there is light at
2: the end of the tunnel yeah because i didn't believe that at all for a long time i just thought this is the chaos i'd created for a life this is the way it was just going to be yeah but god said no i love you my daughter and i have a bigger and a better plan for your life and you're worth it
1: yeah well in three words can you describe your legacy that you have Mm. built wow getting saved from getting your family you know in church three words
2: I would say committed is one mm. because even through you know things that life throws at you we've remained committed yeah um, faithful you know mm. you have to be faithful and I do believe that when we're about God's business he takes care of our business yeah and so faithful committed mm. and you know uh determined. Mm. Determined to get to the next step. Mm-hmm. Determined to push forward. Determined to persevere. Yeah. Because, you know, life isn't easy.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, even being Christian, it's not easy, yeah. you know. And there's a, always an enemy that's out there that wants to trip you up, that wants to get you caught up, wants to, you know, get you off course. Yeah. But when you're determined. To continue to push forward, determined to live a life the way God has intended you to live. There's no better way to live. There's no that's better so better
1: option. So true. Yeah. Talking about legacy, what are what would you want them to put on your gravestone about legacy, your life, your legacy?
2: Mm, that I never mm-hmm. gave up. Mm, that's good. Never gave up. Dang. That's because little... you know there have been times. I mean, to be real transparent and yeah. honest, you know, like everyone, you know, there there's been times where I'm just like, man, I just can't do it. I just got to throw in the towel. Mm. There's, I just I, there's nothing else. That I can't. I can't. And then I feel like the Lord just throws the towel back <laughs> at me. And he's yeah. like, daughter, wipe your face. Mm. It's time to get up. It's yeah. time to keep fighting. It's time to get back in the ring. It's mm. time to keep pushing forward because I'm with you. Yeah. And I never gave up you know 10 years is a long time I can remember being saved a year and going man can't wait to get to 10 years of salvation and then I got there and I did a lot of reflecting Mm. and just the things that God has brought me through yeah and um knowing that I couldn't get to where I am today without him Mm. it's not my husband that got me here Mm. it's not my children not my pastor not my parents Mm. not not my friends you know like it's the Lord, yeah. the Lord has truly got me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Am I perfect? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Am I a work in progress? Yeah, but I'm better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And I'm better than I definitely was eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. you know, And so to just I think it would say she never gave up.
1: Mm-hmm. Never wow. quit. Wow, that's super yeah. deep. Just those words, super yeah. deep. So how about you um, you know turn to the viewers and maybe someone's watching that is a dictator have a family member that's addicted or in a horrible place, what would you tell them? And maybe you could say a little prayer and just tell them something, minister. Um, What would you tell them? Yeah, I would probably say, you know,
2: you're not in a hopeless situation and there is a way out. It might not look like there is, it might look like you're surrounded by darkness, but God is with you. Even in moments when he's silent, even in moments when the teacher is silent, he's always present. And all you have to do, even if you're sitting there and you're alone in your room, you're alone in that hotel room, you're sitting in that bathroom contemplating suicide, you're stuck and you don't know what to do, all you have to do is call out to the Lord. All you have to do is say, God, I need you. I can't do this without you. I need you to help me. I need you to send someone. I need you to rescue me. We have a victory home for you. We have a bed for you right now that we're willing to pick you up. Like you might not have a way we're willing to come and get you. We're willing to help you. You have a family, a church family that loves you already. And there is hope for you. I'm nobody special. It's not just, you know, oh, I'm somebody that was worth it. No, you're worth it too. I'm no different than you. And if God can do it in my life, he can surely do it for you as well. So all you have to do is reach out we're located at 2725 Waterloo Road. We have a men's home and a women's home that is, doors are open, beds are ready for you.
1: And we have a family that would love to come and pick you up and help you get on the right track. Yes, and if anyone that's watching that, that wanna say, man, I need prayer. Remember, you could call this number on the screen and say, and, and call it. We'll pray for you. Even if you want to go into our victory home, man, we're, we're available at any time. But Absolutely. we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. And if anyone wants to experience Jesus right there, may, may, maybe the, the Denise could lead them into the sinner's prayer and pray for them. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll just go ahead and
2: just have you bow your head and close your eyes and just repeat these words after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come before you a sinner in need of a savior. I know that I can't do this without you. I ask that you would rescue me. I ask that you would come into my heart. I ask that you would set me free, that you would release me of all my bondage. I ask that you would write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. In the name of Jesus, I'd just like to say a prayer for those of you that are watching here. If, it, if you've been touched by this, you know we just want you to know that we love you that Jesus loves you. We're just going to go ahead and pray, okay? Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for this time to come together. I pray, God, that every viewer that was watching here today, God, that Any part of this testimony, God, that it had ministered to their hearts, God, that it wouldn't just be me sharing what I've gone through, but what you've done in my life, God, and that you're a miracle working God, that you're a God that's faithful, even when we're not faithful, God, even when we struggle, Lord, you are right there with us, God. You're right there walking this walk with us, and all we have to do is to cry out to you, Lord. I pray, Father, for every person that may be struggling with addiction, God. I pray, God, that you would touch them right Right there where they're at God you know their struggles you know what they face God and I pray that you Lord would touch them God that you'd release them of bondage of addiction God and that you would make a way God for them to encounter your love to encounter God your forgiveness to encounter God your glory in all your ways God we thank you God for this opportunity God and I just adore you and love you in the name of Jesus and we all say
1: Amen. Amen. Well, Denise, thank you for joining us at our Mudville podcast. And we want to thank everybody that's viewing. Thank you for watching us. And we're going to have another episode. So stay tuned, get connected, subscribe, follow us on social media. And we just want to say thank you for viewing us. God bless
0: you. Hey, what's up, everybody? We just wrapped up our third episode from our Mudville podcast. And man, what a powerful testimony, man. It was so good to hear from one of our church members, amen, and and it was powerful. So if you know anybody that can relate to this testimony, we want you to share this uh, testimony. We want you to share this link, amen, we want you to tag them. And also, if you don't have a church, we want to invite you to our church right there in 2725 Waterloo Road, right here on the east side of Stockton, amen, Victory Outreach Church. And we want to invite you to come out, amen. We have our services on Wednesday nights, Friday nights for our youth. Uh, we have sunday morning and sunday night we have a lot of uh, victory groups so we want to encourage you to come out and also you can follow us on our social media right there on instagram and facebook man we love you guys and we are excited amen for what god is doing in the airways as we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ god bless you guys i was done but he brought me to life found life when he told me to die when he told me to die I couldn't hear In my pride, I couldn't see till he put mud in my eyes. eyes. The devil put work in my city, that's why they need God's
3: word in my city.